Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Rablick. Thank you so much for joining me for this particular podcast. We are in what you might call the last stretch of the you know, debate on the referendum proposal to insert a voice to Parliament for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities in the Australian Constitution. Now, one of the features of the debate, uh, I guess, unfortunately, but um, in reality, was always going to be there, is a heightened level of coarseness and inappropriateness from people who support both sides. And it is something that the CAD agency the hallway is trying to refocus people's attention on in terms of the substance of discourse rather than the noise and name calling and all the other things that come into play. Now, joining me is the chief creative officer, the CCO, in effect, of, uh, of the hallway, Simon Lee, who is a part of a team of people that have created a video try and get people to reflect a bit more deeply about the conversation we're having now and to have it in a way that respects the views of others as well as focuses on substances. Simon, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Tom. It's great to be here. Now, before we go into the matter of substance, can you tell us a bit about the hallway? When did the agency begin? Well, what sort of work does the agency uh, typically do? So, um, yeah, we're, we're the hallway. We're what's known as a creative, an independent creative advertising agency. So independent being that it's owned just by myself, my business partner, Jules Hall. Um, so not, we're not owned by a big holding group. And we have been operating now for um, about 15 years. So we're actually probably one of Australia's most established independent agencies. And um, I suppose one of, the, one of the many interesting things about the hallway would be our core purpose, which we express as being creative catalysts for a flourishing world. So what does that mean? It means that we're very... We, we, we think long and hard about the kind of work that we do. Um, and in, in being creative catalysts for a flourishing world, of course, we're an ad agency. So a big part of it is driving great commercial results for our clients. But it cannot be at the expense of um, positive societal and environmental impacts. And so, and so we're, we're very focused on balancing achieving those great commercial results with also um, achieving societal and environmental um, positive impacts as well, and we work for, for a, a whole range of whole range of different clients, from um, a big big um, car brand GWM that you may that you may have heard of, um, work with Google, Suncorp Bank, um, and then a, a number of um, uh, oh Anytime Fitness is a new client of ours, and then a number of not for profits as well, like the Men's Table is a, an organisation that we do a lot of work for. So a broad range of clients across a broad range of industries. Now, uh, you mentioned ESG, sort of environmental, social governance, um, as a part of the, the, the thought process you have as an agency. Um, did, how, what role does it play in your um, 
in the way you, you know, conduct client acceptance and in, in, and deal with, with with the world. Is it necessary for a client to share your values um, before they come on board? Uh, yes, yeah, that's that is is very much part of the part of the process we go through when we're asked to pitch for a piece of business or asked to work with a client is is assessing is assessing their broad their broad impact and um, and and making a, a decision as to whether we are aligned or not. And we're we're also um, close to being certified as a B Corp um, organization. Okay. So the so the the, the whole B Corp piece. Um, provides pretty stringent kind of guidelines as to as to what makes us certifiable or 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 not. If we could get pivot to having spoken to you about that and the social concerns and, and environmental issues, if we pivot to the topic that brings us together today, um, and that is the referendum. Um, You've got you. You've done some work, but before we touch on the the, the video you put together, um, how are you personally seeing the messaging coming from the various sides? As a, as a person whose business is messaging and effectiveness, um, what are, what are your perceptions? Of what's going on at the moment? Yeah, it's a very interesting, a very interesting and, and concerning question, Tom. And I suppose the motivation for creating the piece of work that we'll talk about in a minute really started from looking at um, our own advertising industry blogs. And um, there was a piece of a piece of work that had been posted on one of these blogs that was about the about. In fact, it was the it was the directors for yes um, piece, and it was posted on one of our industry blogs. And the vitriolic response, the, the vitriolic comments in response to that piece were, 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 were extraordinary and on, very much on both sides. So you had, you had clear yes voters um, sort of screaming at um, vehement no voters and just a stream, a huge stream of, of vitriol. <laughs> And I think it's. I think that's a, that's 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 a that's a microcosm. But um, we're seeing that. I think we're all seeing that reflected across the broader broader Australia in social media in particular. But even you know even even in media, it's just this stream of vitriol from the two from the two different parties, which ultimately um, does no one any good whatsoever, and certainly doesn't help us get to a well informed. Um, a well-informed result for this referendum. So you've got the you're seeing it as a very shouty environment, lots of noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and uh, hugely. I mean, the 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 way that yeah, the way that I look at it, you've basically got you yeah, you've got a yes camp shouting at it. Shout, you've got a yes camp shouting very loudly, trying to convince a no camp to vote yes, and a no camp shouting very loudly that you're, you're definitely not going to change my mind and in fact you should be voting no and there's it's so polarized that there's actually no intelligent respectful middle ground in which the real facts and real information can be discussed there are several there are several points that we can expand on there 
But let, let, um, let's move firstly to the video you've done and I'll, I'll come back to an issue you've just raised. So what inspired a video from an agency like yourself to try and enter into the into the debate if you like? Well, I suppose it comes back to it comes back to what and look I'm no sort of political expert, but I suppose it comes back to what 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 we feel democracy is actually supposed to be about. And that is that it is premised on reasonable, respectful, informed discussion that ultimately through that discussion you get to an outcome that is the best outcome for the for the people for the people of that country. And our realization was that the whole way, the nature of a referendum in itself with a yes and a no camp in our modern world, the way that this this actually takes place is it is it it actually it actually moves away from it being about the best outcome from the country and becomes more about one one party defeating another, and I mean party not in the political sense, one side trying to one side trying to defeat another. And so you have these two, and you know, and we're seeing it now, we've got two opposing advertising campaigns, both kind of shouting the merit of their of their side side of the argument, and the actual just respectful discussion of the facts and the best outcome for the country seems to get forgotten. Um, it is much more can can we beat you? Are we going to is is this going to win or is that going to win? And that's fundamentally not the point. Ultimately, the winner should be the should be the nation with a great outcome with the best outcome for that for the country and its people. Does that make sense? It certainly makes sense. How do you how did you settle on a theme featuring galas? <laughs> Well, Tom, that's the, this is the beauty of a the beauty of the job that we have to that we. That we do. I mean, I'll, 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 let, I'll, I'll let you in. The, I'll let you into the process that we went through to create this. To Please create do, because I'm I'm finding this fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you into the process. It actually began. We were we were we we were starting. We were having a, a brainstorm with half a dozen people at the agency. Um, having all been appalled, really, by the extent of the vitriol in um, in our own industry, media, but then in, across broader Australia, and we, we we had a sense that we needed to we needed to be playing in this middle ground um, to encourage more respectful, informed debate, and it occurred to us that what we really needed is a Socratic style dialogue if you go to the kind of works of plato and you read those great socratic socratic dialogues they're respectful conversations in which someone makes a point and then there's a response to it and both parties consider each other's consider each other's um point of view and you get to a kind of intelligent informed sort of sort of conclusion um and so we asked chat gpt to write us a Socratic, a Socratic discussion um, about the uh, referendum debate, and um, ChatGPT wonderfully spat out this 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 extraordinary this extraordinary conversation, which actually ultimately informed the points that 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 you'll that you'll see in that you'll see in our video. <laughs> And so from and, and it was and it was it was very much the two sides putting their points and listening and discussing. And that's what you'll see in this video. 
the question then that we ask ourselves as a creative communications agency is, okay, what's the best form to take, to get this dialogue in front of the biggest number of people so that it can have its biggest impact? And that's where we hit on the idea of a conversation between an animated kangaroo and an animated emu, the two symbols of our great nation. Um, and then, of course, we needed to symbolize the shouting kind of yes side and the shouting no side. And we thought, what could be better for that than, uh, than two trees full of galahs screaming at each other? <laughs> that, that's how the uh, Don't Listen to the Galahs um, film was born. It's interesting you refer to the Socratic dialogues. I've uh, on Twitter, um, I've tended to refer more often to the work of John Stuart Mill. Yeah. In On Liberty, where he talks about the need for people to consider other views, but to, be, to consider what other people believe or the other person's view, because it may confirm it may confirm your own. That is. Even if you disagree with them, it may confirm what you have, you know, at your core and believe to be the right answer. You may change your view if you listen to somebody else. Um, and even if they're completely wrong, there may be one skerrick of what they say that adds to your understanding of the world. But if you close yourself off completely to all of that, you've got no basis of bouncing your ideas off anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and it's that section on discourse by Mill is beautifully written, and I keep telling people to read philosophy, and I'm not sure it goes very well when they've only got 280 characters and they want to yell at each other, but that's fine. That, yeah, that's that's where we resorted to animated animals instead, Tom, to try and get the same to try and get the same point across. Oh, <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and improve my animation skills. I guess um, you've crafted this, you know, conversation between an emu and a and a kangaroo and a bunch of galahs and trees. But you're a you're a creative mind at your heart. I mean, if you would have, and you're seeing two campaigns advertise their perspectives what are the what are the things that are i guess but what are the things people are in your view perhaps doing inappropriately at the moment when they when they're engaged in with these schools it's a really good it's a really good question and I could go straight to sort of looking at the looking at the different campaigns but I actually find myself questioning whether advertising should actually have a place at all in 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 the democratic process because I mean adver advertising sort of by definition isn't just about um information it, it is actually about 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 persuasion and sort of going back to need to, to really needing informed informed conversation and debate to be able to get to a to be able to get to the best answer. I do find myself questioning, yeah, whether 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 we whether advertising has a place. I mean, and going back to the back to the the Plato bit, I remember 
in my first ever philosophy lecture at university, we were we were studying the the, the Gorgias, and um, we, there was this this note about um, oratory producing conviction without knowledge. And it seems to me that that in this in this case here, yeah. the advertise the advertising for either side is just is is oratory, and it's um. And you know the two sides are taking very different, very different tacks, and and one could discuss the merits of those. But Maybe. ultimately, they're both just trying to convince, they're trying to bring about conviction. And what's really required here is is is, but, is knowledge. Well, what you're you're a modern version of saying what you studied in your early part of philosophy is. Yeah, there are people who play on feelings more often than facts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um and the other the other the other thing that comes to mind, you've triggered a couple of thoughts here. The other thing that comes to mind, and this is this is a bad idea, Simon. No, no, no. <laughs> the other thing that comes to mind is that old saying which is uh um the observation made in many different ways, which is somebody talks a lot but says not much. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing that we're seeing, the thing that we're seeing here on the on the on the two sides is you have a no side that has basically has basically said very clearly and very succinctly, um, if you don't know, vote no. And then you have a, you have a yes side that has played a big emotional card with the. With the John Farnham track um, ad, which has which has gone which has gone very emotional, but un unfortunately, what we're seeing there is that it's actually had an adverse it's had an adverse effect. Um, in a sense, you have people who are watching it, and it's a hugely hugely emotional piece, um, but it can be perceived as saying, "Well, if you to, to vote no is un-Australian." Which um, which makes which makes people extremely uncomfortable and extremely angry and probably sort of reinforces their, their no their no stance even more. And unfortunately, I think there was some some research done in the past few days by an organisation called Pollinate, who um, have said that thirty four percent of current no voters have actually said that that ad has reinforced their point of view. Fifty five percent say it has had no influence. Um, and sixteen percent just say it's it's made them more confused. Um, so it's not it's it's it, it it doesn't seem to have have had the intended um, intended effect intended effect at all. Um, but I suppose it goes back to the, the, the psychology of it. And, and I'm no I'm no expert um, in 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 psychology, but it seems to me with the vote. If you don't know, vote no. It's just it's just the, the the perfect way to close a mind when someone is when someone is someone is confused, and it seems like a a classic sort of conservative play. Mm. Just it, it's 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 very easy not to change. And the fact here is we're we're asking Australia, um, or the yes side are asking Australia to 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 change the constitution. Um, which is a much bigger sort of psychological step um, for 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 people than to just say, "Oh, let's leave it as it let's leave it as it is." And so, vote to yeah. If you don't know, vote no. Makes it very easy just to kind of push it away and and keep things as they are. Coming back to you know, one of the points you've just made, which is 
is there any real um, point to advertising in a campaign like this when when people need to better understand what's going on? Um, have you given any thought to how that can play out? Because it, it strikes me as an interesting notion, which is why would you why run um, why run advertising when people actually don't know what the core issues are and don't even understand uh, in some cases how a constitution works? Yeah, no, that's right. Look, I, I think I'm going. I I I think what I'm sort of asking myself here is is stronger than that it's not sort of is it worth running advertising it's actually if we really want the democratic process to work properly should should advertising actually be allowed around this um and actually focus the focus the money that's currently invested into advertising into 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 quality information to ensure to ensure clarity of um of um, of the of the matters being matters being voted on but not but not advertised take the take the win lose out of it um and actually be a, be a, be about the best quality of information that um and listen I'm not trying to do our industry out of money here I'm just suggesting that the brief the brief could be the brief could be different it's 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 not a it's not a it's not a persuasion it's an information it's an information um brief i don't know it's maybe it's a maybe a radical suggestion in um in it it it, it, it may also require people to pick up something and read whereas feelings often don't require that um but demographics and it, this is probably a good one to end on um when you're framing an ad campaign, in any case, you're looking at the demographics, aren't you, that the client wants to attract. In this case, um, given what you just said, yeah, if we if we upped the education level of education in schools uh, and elsewhere about civics, there wouldn't yeah, the role of emotional advertising would, I might want to hypothesise here, perhaps not be as strong because people will actually have an understanding of the base level knowledge um, and the communication will need to be more sophisticated. Yeah, I, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that is an interesting hypothesis. And I think it goes back to what you were saying about John Stuart Mill's hypotheses, that if you've, if you've already got, if, if people have already got a certain level of knowledge which has, which has taken, the, given them an informed position one way or another on a matter, then, then you could see that they would certainly be less um, easily swayed by... Um, by persuasive, um, by persuasive emotional, uh, emotional advertising. Yeah, you you could certainly see that 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 that, that would help. Now, Simon, you you've obviously done uh, a fair bit of work in in your career with the agency. Where do people go to look up um, the hallway? What do, how do they find you? 
very simply online at thehallway.com.au. And if you want to find out more about the galas and watch the film, then please visit noisygalas.com and uh, do share the video widely. It really is supportive of a more respectful, more informed um, debate, which is very much what this voice referendum needs. Simon, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the time you've, you've put in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Tom.